Hello and welcome. My name is Anki and you're listening to ImproShine Podcast. I host improvisers who influenced and inspired my improv journey. This is my way of saying thank you. I hope you're going to enjoy conversations as much as I did. So let's start. Hello and welcome. Today with me is one special, special person. I don't even remember when I met her. I don't know where that is. And to be honest, sometimes I don't know if she's real. She's so awesome. And I don't know if I like her more as a teacher or as a fellow improviser. No, I know. I like her more than a fellow improviser because she's so awesome. She makes every single team. Are you laughing there? It was my moment. Uh, (laughs) She really makes every scene so special. Uh, Maybe you even recognize her from this description. This is Sarah Davis. Come, Sarah. Hi. Sorry, I was just laughing in a really British way, like, oh, somebody's complimenting me, I can't. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Cup of tea. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, I have... Hi, Sarah, welcome. Uh, Just to inform you, I have uh, two teams of uh, listeners. One is, my God, you really should laugh less. And the other one is like, oh, you're laughing all the time. It's kind of cute. It's like your trademark. Well, yeah. I think once again, the first team is going to win. <laughs> They're definitely going to win today. <laughs> How are you, Sarah? Hang on. Oh. <clears throat> British seriousness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is going to look so good on the audio podcast. <laughs> It'll be really good, just those moments of awkward silence that stretch into hours. It's, that's what the listeners are here for. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also what Steve said, but we'll talk later about him. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is ongoing theory in my head that um, Sarah and my uh, friend Steve Lauder are actually one person. But We're I'll leave person. you. Yes, I leave you to judge that. So welcome, <laughs> Sarah. I'm a huge admirer of yours. Oh, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, I, I really don't know when I when I met you. I, I don't know if it was uh, through the DDG um, jams or did I simply walked in in your gym? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think um, probably at DDG to start with, maybe. But it all merges into one, doesn't it? Because all of our paths kind of cross over so much, I think, in virtual improv. Yeah. I, what I do know, I know that I don't want to spend a week without you. Now, this is a little bit more <laughs> stalkery, but still, it's like whenever I watch you play, I just love it. I don't even have to be there. Just watch you. Love it. Thank you so much. So what's your secret? Why are you so awesome? <laughs> I think I'm just, <laughs> I'm just incredibly eager. What can I say? <laughs> Like we were talking, weren't we, before this podcast? And I was like, I know I am like a six foot woman with a professional career, but actually I'm just like a giant toddler in an adult body. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, and just kind of springing up all over the place because I think I just love it so much. That's wonderful. There are two of us then. I think I think that's amazing. And, and I think I I kind of love the fact that we allow ourselves to be playful, you know, not or to explore um, some other realities. Yeah, I think it's actually a real skill for an adult to have, because I think that we're, you know, in like day jobs and stuff, a lot of us are so, you know, you're restricted and you're really professional, but actually to be able to be playful and actually to be silly and not care what people think. I think that can be a real superpower. I I could not agree more. And you are doing it with such a style. I think you're <laughs> one of those um, one of those players who are not using too much words, and yet you create like whole environment. You create your character, but you are not too wordy. So I really admire that. Well, thank you. That's actually something that I've had to really drill down into because particularly when I started improv, because I come more from like a playwriting background and directing and I love words. And I was always coached this idea of, you know, like I could happily go into a scene and just talk and talk and talk because that's my default. So actually to make myself do other things and, you know, make the words count or do object work and that kind of thing, I think is something I've had to really learn. So there's a hope for us mortals. <laughs> Okay, good. Just have to not speak at all, like that's... <laughs> that's that's your recipe, huh? Just shut up. That's it. Particularly on a podcast, I think we've established. <laughs> yeah, well, that can be music to someone's ears. Just yeah. don't talk. Yeah. Thank you. And then you can donate if you want later. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm trying to figure out, uh, we met in so many um, different places, uh, but I also, mm -hmm. I had you also as a teacher. Um, do, you, do you enjoy teaching? Would you rather play like where, or it's like equal to I, I, you? I love it. I love all of it. It's really funny because I came to improv, I think I first started like properly improvising in only like 2015, 2016, which doesn't seem that long to me. Um, and before that, like I was teaching, I'm a drama lecturer by trade, so I taught elements of improv. But when I came to improv, I, I didn't teach for ages because I thought I need to just understand actually what this is as a whole art form and just get my reps in and do hundreds of shows and workshops and classes. So there was this weird thing where like I'm a qualified teacher, but I didn't feel like I could just come into improv and start teaching for years. Is like I feel, and now I absolutely love it, and I use a lot of my theatre teaching and my improv teaching and all the rest of it. But I feel like because that's what I love. Like I love being taught by improv teachers who have done a lot of improv or really qualified, really experienced, have lots of diversity of experience. And yeah, there's something like if somebody had said go and teach drama, I'd go and do it in a heartbeat. But with improv, it was kind of new to me in some ways, which was super exciting. Um, but yeah, now. I love, love, love performing, but also I love teaching because being able to talk about something you're passionate about is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Do you yeah. do you get surprised by some moves still from people? Because I've, as far as I've seen, uh, uh, you're teaching like uh, beginners, but also, you know, yeah. people intermediate and advanced, like it's a yeah. mixture of people, You're at least as far as I know. Um, do that, some moves surprise you? Yeah, definitely. I'm like, I, I'm just really interested in people bringing their um, own experience to improv and their own opinion. So I think it's always going to surprise you. And I think that's what's great about improv and teaching generally. Like I think to still be passionate about teaching after a really long time in my case, 
you have to always be surprised you have to always want to learn new things and that's kind of the joy of improv isn't it the fact that you're making it up on the spot so a lot of the time you will be surprised by things um and like with improv gym that I run particularly there'll be a real variety of experience because in in like the real life classes we're normally resident at a local theatre in Kent so you have a real core of really lovely quirky friendly people who come every week um normally and now are coming online but then we also have people from all around the world with really different levels of experience so it's kind of combining those really you know if I had to do a lesson plan for that in traditional teaching it would be really really hard to differentiate because it changes all the time which is also really exciting yeah it's a challenge for sure yeah. uh and you told me before we start recording something about um some inventions please repeat because i forgot <laughs> was it to do with improbotics yes yeah so <laughs> we were talking about um virtual improv and you i think you were saying about the fact that you'd seen a clip of something i did with twinprov and our friend boyd branch who's a virtual director um, so yeah, it basically in improbotics, in, in normally we do improv with AI essentially. Uh, so we have um, a little robot on stage and we're fed lines by AI yeah. and all this stuff. But <laughs> as it's become virtual, we've gone even crazier um, and really experimental. So uh, Boyd has created um, this amazing virtual space where he can put all the improvisers uh, into one space and then we can be inspired by that and he can um, do your entrances and exits so you never know when you're going to appear and then we also have AI in with that and an avatar um, so yeah every rehearsal there's something new something experimental and because a lot of people in the group are research scientists or they're doing PhDs like we there's really specialist subject knowledge that comes into the show as well which is cool you basically just collected nerds you know nerds for improv nerds for yeah, technology absolutely like I'm a massive nerd I'm all for embracing the nerds let's let's do it <laughs> yeah I think we'd all we'd all own that <laughs> Oh, that's, I mean, I think that's amazing. And we're going to provide links where you can uh, know more about that. So we can just talk about something else now. <laughs> <laughs> and done. <laughs> now comes that part. What's the weather like? Um, you know what I like about you? Um, actually, I made this whole podcast just to say thank you for people who inspired me. Yeah. And you're one of them. And one of the things I loved about you mm -hmm. is how you create characters which are so quirky. And this is also something that I like. Um, but what I love about you, you manage to adapt no matter what you do, you manage to adapt to your scene partner. Mm -hmm. And this is what I love. I, I've noticed there are some people who can pull out crazy shit. But at the same time, they are not very adaptable, you know, because they want to run what they imagine, but not you. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard, like, particularly if you have a strong idea and then you like, particularly on Zoom, because sometimes if you just miss something somebody says, it's then really hard not to kind of steamroll it with your idea. But so thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. And I think it's it's a muscle, isn't it? That you have to try to really work. Like, I love that idea of super listening. And I, I don't think I necessarily like intend to create kind of, unusual characters necessarily but I do think that's where my brain goes because it certainly does in my playwriting as well like I just really enjoy kind of unusual characters or people who have an obsessive um, interest in something or somebody who's kind of quite niche I just I love it I just find it like I go back to it time and again even when I don't really mean to we can uh, we can give you uh, examples like one of the example from when I play last time with you 
I you were a forest queen and I was yes. and I was a metal and yeah. uh, and because of the global warming we were not allowed to give each other's compliments because <laughs> everything would be warmer around us and yeah. that could destroy us I yeah. mean yeah that you, was you, so much fun because <laughs> we were and, having to like we were having to give each other like trying to insult each other but our characters were really nice and liked each other weren't they so we were kind of saying things so that global warming didn't happen but then apologizing <laughs> yeah yeah and winking yeah. and the uh, yeah a joke <laughs> yeah so this is type of thing that uh, sarah does and brings out from people and the other day i was talking to to some group of improvisers and i don't know maybe for the hundred times we establish yeah. that the trust and support is one of the, the key things you know yeah if someone's not gonna support you in your madness <laughs> you know you're not gonna you're gonna not gonna try to explore the um yeah. you're gonna stick with some grounded things yeah i think like i do love grounded improv but I think like particularly bringing in like your own like I do quite a lot of teaching around like particularly my day job around this idea of like celebrate your weirdness which is basically your uniqueness what makes you unique particularly yeah. because I teach teenagers and sometimes they'll come to my course having like not had a great experience at school because they're a bit different whatever that means in the world of school so we spend quite a lot of time celebrating people instead of you know bringing them down and yeah, I think I quite like to bring that to improv because I think we all have things that are unique about us or are a bit more quirky and, you know, where it's relevant and where it's in context. I think that that's a great tool to use. Yeah, I think everyone now wants to see us play. Would you, wouldn't you agree? Oh, everyone. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> they all want to see the quirkiness that we were talking and bragging about. We need to about. do something really bland now. <laughs> we like... Welcome to the tax return office. <laughs> well, the, but this is your speciality. Exactly. You would you would be, I don't know, like someone who's filling out tax form and it will be crazy mm -hmm. a great. That, that's your speciality. <laughs> so you can be grounded with a little bit of madness. <laughs> I do like that, actually. I do like like a very mundane situation, but where there's a bit of a twist. Yeah, that is true. I do enjoy that. I, I don't know what else to say. Just let's try and let's see what's going to happen. Uh, we are taking inspiration from the things that we talked about before recording and during recording. We're just going to do five to ten minutes scene. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm just going to walk out now to close the door to prevent my daughter to come in as she did already okay. five times. <laughs> she's gone. I need to tell you all that she's made an entire script and she's just making me read it. And then afterwards, I have to say it's improvised, but actually she's just scripted it all. Don't tell her. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you always win. Water is important. I feel like I've 
I'm like, I'm like 90% water and that's all there is to me now. It's fine, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm good. I have to tell you a secret. Mm -hmm. I'm 98% of the water. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Prime Minister, I can't do it. I can't do it, Prime Minister. I can't be, I can never be as good as you. It's gonna, it's coming out my nose. Listen, you the future. You are the future. How can you run a country if you cannot reach 98%? It's just when I went to politics school, they never told me about this bit. They said, you know, do everything she does and, and copy every if she know you're not drinking more. How can you be drinking more? I, I have I, to. It's the duty for the country. Don't you understand? Not, not overly, no. I thought that, you know, maybe we'd be, we'd be making laws and we'd be voting on things and, you know, stuff like that. I didn't know it would be so much about, like, competitive water drinking, if I'm honest. Basic needs. Do you know the basic needs? Maslow and the company? Where is the politic? Yeah. Where is the, uh, where are the laws? none where's the water right there but in in a way um the politics is kind of like shelter because it, it shelters the public from badness so it's kind of at the, the the it's at the top water everyone can have water don't you understand everyone can have water not everyone can have a good pay job not everyone can have a, a decent house Okay. You cannot promise people something that you cannot deliver. But water, you can deliver water. Wow. See, when you say it like that, it makes so much sense. It's quite inspiring. <laughs> and, and your colleagues? Yeah. They laughed when I said that. They laughed. Yeah, I can't you, you believed in me. You're the only one that stayed and didn't even wow. ask for the toilet. Yeah, I um, I actually um, weed myself quite a long time ago. It's it's, it's why I haven't stood up <laughs> since the beginning oh, of this on, meeting. It's on fine. This <laughs> yeah, <laughs> salty. I admire that. Thank I admire you. you are willing to embarrass yourself mm. to prove a point. This is exactly what I'm searching. It's really? you. Even if it's just 90%, it's you. Again? It's okay. It's okay. So it's really me. It's really, it's really it's me. You. It's you. Your face is going to be on all billboards. This is so exciting. Just. If you pee three times, the stains will never go. Like two is okay. Just don't pee for the. You did. Mm -hmm. 
You did, huh? when, you, when you start, you just can't stop, can you? Yeah, it, it happened to me also in the first mandate. Yeah. Do you get used to it? Do you? You do get used to it. There's a lot of embarrassing moments before that, but you get used to it. It's like everything in life, you know? Yeah, I'm sure it will be fine, won't it? You know, I could have been anything. I was top of the class, you know, I could have had any job that I wanted, but no, politics, I thought that will have dignity attached to it. <laughs> And you were right, weren't you? Um, will this happen every day or is this just a one-off motivational sitting in my own urine and questioning my life choices? I, I think this is the question you have to ask yourself. Are you going to pee every day? Yeah, yeah. No! 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 Oh, don't scare me because when I get scared, you know what's going to happen. The fifth time, or yeah, it's my it's my fault. I push you too hard. My ambitious is too strong. My ambition is too strong. I'm sorry. Oh, I'll be. I'll get used to it. It's fine. I will. I do exercises and I drink less. If that's okay. I mean, if that's all right. Drink less. Um, more and oh, no, i said more i said i will drink more you just <laughs> yeah i Sorry. thought you took away the basic principle of my governance no 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 i if anything i'm i i added to it both metaphorically and with quite a volume of liquid <laughs> oh, um so we're we gonna have a break soon or um yes of course in two hours oh. Two hours. Wow, that's a long time, isn't it? You know, when, when you go um, yeah. around the country doing speeches yeah. and everything, yeah. sometimes there's no toilet. No. Oh, wow. Okay. And the bus drive is pretty long. I have to catch the bus. I would have thought they'd give me like a limousine or something. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> You have to be among people. What kind of oppression oh. would you give? Impression would you give if you come in a limousine in the village of two uh, two hundred people? Ooh. Oh God, I've got so much to learn, haven't I? Like when you go to university, then you do your masters, and then you do your PhD, and then you do your work experience, and then you intern, and you think you've learned everything you could learn, but these grassroots things to do with urination and bus catching. <laughs> No, we will provide a bus. Hey, hey, we will provide a bus. It's not like oh. you're going to have to wait in the bus station and see oh. where, where's the next. Yeah, no, no, no. Come on. Come on. What do you think? So I won't actually have to mix with like the, pe the people. No, of course not. Oh. Oh, that party. No, <laughs> but don't tell yeah. anyone I said that. Okay. No, I won't. It's fine. It's fine. And then would I be allowed to sleep eventually just because I'm quite tired? But not tired enough. Let's make some policies. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Davis, amazing as usual. Thank you. Thank you. That was so much fun. My, my daughter came in and then she was behind me and I could not concentrate. I'm very sorry she had to witness that then is all I can say. I hope she didn't pee herself after I mean, so much talk. 
I think a lot of people who watch this might end up needing the loo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do drink a lot. I always have something to Same. drink. Yeah, now I drink loads, actually. Yeah. You do? I, I do. don't know what's inside. You never told me what's inside that uh, bottle. Or Oh, uh, this is just water. That's really boring, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit disappointing, yeah. Yeah, oh, it could be gin. Ah, now wings are. <laughs> Can you imagine the joke where you said it's gin, but it's actually water? It's gin. Eh? It's water. It's it's water. <laughs> oh, Sarah, how was this for you? Oh, it was so much fun. It was when we started, I was like, when you were drinking your water, I was like, have we started or is she just really thirsty? <laughs> I've noticed that. I was like, oh, okay. The, the fact is, when you were whispering while I yeah. was out, I laughed so much to this. I was like, this, we don't need to do anything else. This is enough. This portrayed Sarah. <laughs> I was really hoping that you wouldn't have noticed. So when you played it back, you'd be like, <laughs> I noticed everything. Yeah, no, uh, everywhere. But it's still, yeah. it's still funny. It's still funny. <laughs> I was a little bit in my head. Mm -hmm. uh, you know like when you when you try to uh, when you talk so much about being weird being this and that know, yeah then it's like know. oh shit now i have to do something yeah, you know that yeah. it's and then i and then i'm like weird I mean, in, a good, in a bad way weird yeah but if we talked about anything like that if we'd gone oh i love being physical then i definitely would have done a scene where i just sat like that's the nature <laughs> of what we do isn't it it's <laughs> <laughs> it's like i love you know i love the the stories about you know mundane things and people yeah. <laughs> where's I my tea funny. i i hate when people are doing accents butler where's my tea <laughs> yeah. but i think that's also great in a way it's like it's so of its moment so like you can pre-plan or you can't you shouldn't but like you could theoretically try to pre-plan but it's not going to happen anyway and actually when yeah. i first started doing improv that's something i got taught by jules munns at the nursery which i love and i've always carried it through because of the playwriting he's like if you have to pre-plan in your head let yourself because probably you'll always want to do that but then don't do the thing you've planned which I think that's always been really helpful for me because I'll be on the back line, like, but then like I can now make that go and just do what actually the scene needs. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. I love Jules, but I haven't heard of this. Yeah. One of more, one more of his gems. It's just really I helpful just... because it's then embraces kind of who you are as a person because that, if that's the thing you want to do, you're not constantly battling it, are you? You're allowing it to happen, but then you're yeah, there's a way around it, I guess. I, I love that. Uh, I'm still uh, on a rehab of making conflicts. So uh, <laughs> I want to make a more intelligent conflicts, you know, mm -hmm. almost never with um, with a, a, a character of my scene partner, but maybe yeah. together against something, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really working on it. And as you said, like, I was like, no conflict, no conflict, no conflict. Yeah. I never liked you. <laughs> You know, and then you say something that it's completely opposite. Yeah, but it's also like, I think yeah. it is to do with the context of the scene. So like, I think, for example, in our scene, because I, I endowed you as a prime minister, which I often do stuff like that. And I think it's because it was a silly scene. So I was like, how can I make this worse? Or by making it be like a somebody who's in a position of authority, which is, I think, how I've ended up playing the Pope at least four times. <laughs> <laughs> and pardon the Ted. 
<laughs> but <laughs> but yeah so I think like so because I've done that it almost became like there was a bit of a status thing wasn't there between our two characters because they kind of had to be so I think it served the scene you're right and and I love uh and I lo love the quality of of your lines you know like you endow yourself with so many gifts you know because I was very focused on a mission of you know like fooling people in order that everyone can live in peace and not yeah. ask too much but you were like oh yeah I have my you know master and, and PhD but that doesn't count I, have so much I was there. doing all of that and then I was a bit in my head about that just a bit like oh I'm being really wordy today because again that's something that we talked about <laughs> <You see? laughs> then I start monologuing you know it happens isn't it but and I, I love that but your character was really clear like they had a really clear aim and a clear objective and you really like you stuck to it which I think helped give the scene a nice structure as well yeah but I felt I was a little bit like I'm not flexible you know I was like very I don't know I mean but then you, that mm -hmm. kind of high status character can't be because they they have the status don't they like if you were actually the prime minister and that was your policy <laughs> you'd have to stick to it wouldn't you yeah deliver what you promise I promise water exactly that's it yeah. thank you Sarah yeah. you've been thank amazing <laughs> people will check your links and see everything what you talked and did not talk about uh, you have your improv gym. Um, improv gym has uh, gems. Everything's gonna be uh, in the links. Check that out because Sarah is amazing. Um, and I'll see you in the Zoom land probably sooner sure than later. Very soon. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much, Sarah. Ciao. Bye bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, do share it with your friends. And to learn more about InfoShine, go to InfoShine.com. Until next time.